welcome to the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Ikestead, and thank you for tuning in, Badgers fans. We are back with another great episode because the Wisconsin Badgers football winning streak is now up to seven games following Braylon Allen's monstrous three-touchdown, 200-yard-plus game against Nebraska. Huge win, 35-28. to Really exciting stuff out of the young freshmen, and we're excited to dive into it all. So thank you for tuning in, and let's dive into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Ikestead. I will be your host. And before we jump into today's episode, we are going to take a moment of silence for all of those affected by the tragedy in Waukesha, Wisconsin, our hometown where Ike uh, originated. KJ and I, KJ and myself are from Waukesha, and so this really hit home. And we would like to just pause for a brief moment of silence uh, for those affected. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Alex, for, for bringing that up. Um, Badgers fans, some of you may know, some of you may not, but Alex and I are actually from Wisconsin, uh, from Waukesha, Wisconsin. We grew up there. You know, we have a lot of friends and family there, and uh, it's a really good community. It's a really tight-knit place, and just to see something like that happen is incredibly sad, and, and we can only extend our, our thanks to all the people on the scene who really just rushed to help everybody, the first responders, everyone kind of running towards the danger in those scary moments. We can't express our gratitude enough. Hopefully they come to Swiss, swift revolutions on this, um, resolutions on this. But, you know, we just want to take a moment of silence to acknowledge what happened in our hometown. It, it did affect us. You know, it did hit close to home. Um, but, but really, you know, we want to keep the positive vibes that this show brings. You know, Badgers fans, uh, that's one of the reasons everyone comes here is because they want to come and escape the the real world and actually find some joy in their sports. And so that's what we're, we're so thankful to be able to, you know, share with everybody uh, the joys that sports bring, the togetherness, the community that they cultivate. Um, that's really what it's all about. So while we had to acknowledge the uh, the tough events, but. Um, you know, we're not going to take the whole show. You know, this is a Badgers show, and, and there's a lot of positives for this Badgers season. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to look forward to. So the Badgers, they won again, 35-28. Uh, they're ranked 15th, I believe. Uh, we'll see whether they come out in the newest uh, college football playoff rankings. Graham Mertz had a solid game, but really the story is Braylon Allen, who continues you mean to Iron Man? feast. Iron Man Allen Agent Zero, whatever nickname you want to call him, went off for 22 carries, 228 yards. That's a 10.4 average, three touchdowns, a 71-yard long. And not only that, but Jonathan Taylor was like, I see you, Braylon. And then what did Jonathan Taylor do? He had to show Braylon Allen where the he next bar is. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what they always say? Raise the bar. Like, Melvin Gordon was, was notorious for saying that. Like, working so hard, raising the bar. Jonathan Taylor came in, raised the bar. You know, Braylon Allen's here. He goes off for 228. Jonathan Taylor somehow does something even, like, as spectacular at a, at a level up. So that's really cool. RBU, you know, Wisconsin is running back university. I think that's the main storyline for this week. Um, Let's dive that in right is, there, KJ. That's the yeah. takeaway is the bar just keeps getting higher for these Wisconsin running backs. I think earlier in the year there was a little bit of uh, maybe concern over the narrative of the fact that, 
oh my gosh, Wisconsin is running back university, but we've had, you know, two running backs transfer out. We've had one get kicked off the team. You know, we, we don't have know, a consistent, we don't know who our starter really yeah, is. We don't know who our starter is. Like Chesma Lucy went down. Well, looks like the Badgers have the number one running back in college football. If you actually look at the stats and Ike Badgers, we posted several of them. Uh, you know, Braylon Allen has a higher yards per carry average than all of the backs with more yards than, uh, ahead of him. So it's like this guy. They know he's the, running it. <laughs> exactly. If the sample size was equal across the board, Braylon Allen is the number one back in college football. And I threw out this tweet this morning, 400 plus total yards, eight combined TDs for Braylon Allen and Jonathan Taylor over the weekend. There's no doubt where RBU is. Jonathan Taylor's the number one running back in the in the country sorry, in the National Football League. That would probably make him the number one running back in the world, if I'm not mistaken. And then Braylon Allen, I'm sorry, the stats don't lie. The what have you done for me lately doesn't lie. You know, the the look at the tape doesn't lie. This man has an uncanny combination of size and speed. He was gonna play defense. He wasn't even supposed to be running the ball for us this year. Well, it looks like there is no better place for Braylon Allen to blossom than right here in Madison, Wisconsin, running behind these offensive linemen. Alex, uh, what did you notice about Braylon, maybe Jonathan Taylor? And the I've Badgers got something crazy. Braylon Allen is a better back than Melvin Gordon that we've seen. And I know we put out that comparison, and that's my hot take. I think Braylon Allen actually has – He's got more special than Melvin Gordon. Um, not saying, you know, he'll go on to do the same things Melvin Gordon did. But right now, the reason behind that for me is this guy is 17 years old and he yeah. is inflicting pain on the defense. That's my number one point about Brandon Allen. No one wants to tackle him. Badgers fans, you saw the play what happened. A big 230-pound linebacker for Nebraska met Braylon Allen at the you know point of contact. And Braylon Allen put that man out of the football game. And then the very next play, the Nebraska Cornhuskers team was so stunned, was so afraid to tackle Allen, he ended up going for a 71-yard touchdown <laughs> run on the very next play. Well, and, and the guy had 17 his, years old. And the guy Eight. was grabbing his face mask. The Nebraska player had a hand in his face mask. Braylon Allen threw him off him. You know, he's like, get off me. Get off me. I've got another took stat. took it to the end zone. Yeah, here's, here's the whole reason why I'm bringing up the Melvin Gordon comparisons is I don't think people were scared of Melvin Gordon in the same way of that, like, he, this guy's going to run me over and put me out of the game. They were more score afraid of, you know, Melvin Gordon's big playability. But as a freshman, you brought up the 10-yard average. Melvin Gordon only had 62 carries for 621 yards and three touchdowns. A lot of those were end arounds, some big uh-huh. ones. And 62 carries is not the 140 carry sample size that Braylon Allen has going. He's got over 1,000 yards now on 140 carries. He's got over a 7.6 average, 12 touchdowns. He's got the long hit you know, possibility in which he's not getting caught from behind like Ches Malusi. And I really see no... No reason as to why this guy won't be bigger, faster, and stronger next year and the year after that, KJ. Uh-huh. And I'm just so excited about where he's going because he allows Graham Mertz to then uh, understand that his role isn't carrying this offense. Yeah. 
No longer the is have the pressure an offensive on identity. We, the whole year we've we searched for it. You know, Jack Cohen left. Uh, last year was tough. We haven't really had an offensive identity. You know, Jonathan Taylor was gone last year. They were trying to find their identity. A lot of inconsistencies. It was obviously a weird year this year. You know, sputtering out the gate against some very, very, very tough. Didn't opponents. have an identity on offense. Didn't have identity. Well, we had an identity on defense. They were doing the work. On, uh, you know, on offense, we found our identity hard-nosed Wisconsin football, and that's what it always has been. You know, it, it was uh, – I can't remember who tweeted it, but it was someone who's like, oh, it was Fayon. Fayon Hicks is like, you know, that's what we do. We run the ball and play good defense. And, like, that's Wisconsin ball, you know, Big Ten football. <laughs> and it's working for us. The Badgers are – you know, they, they've won every game since, Seven since Michigan. Straight. And – you know, we said that a couple of weeks back. Like, look, if we can make this season an eight and four year or a nine and three year, that's something you can build upon going into the future. You know, Graham Mertz, hopefully, uh, honestly, I expect him to be back next year. Like, we'll see what happens. I know a lot of a lot has happened in these new transfer rules. Like, we'll see what happens. But I think he'll be back. Braylon Allen isn't going anywhere. You know, he's here. The defense is as strong as ever. I mean, Leo Chanel, 11 total tackles. He was actually named a, a finalist for the nation's top linebacker. Um, you know, another tackle for loss, QB hurry. Scotty Nelson making some insane plays, you know, adjusting, reading the quarterback's eyes. We've talked about how smart that guy is. He's a very, very, very talented player at, in terms of, like, just knowing where to be, uh, diagnosing plays. Nick Herbig, the birthday boy. Happy birthday, Nick Happy Herbig. Happy birthday, Herbie. You know, the Connect Floor influencer, the great teammate. He's always supporting his teammates. He's a, he's a great friend of the show. We want to shout him out. He had uh, seven tackles, a, t- a tackle for loss. Sanborn, you know, he had another tackle for loss as well. Two QB hurries. He's kind of been the quiet guy who's been really playing well this year. John Torchio keeps impressing. Noah Burks. Keanu Benton wrecking in the trenches. And then also, honestly, Dean Ingram's still doing his thing, but Colin Wilder with two picks. Yeah, you know, saving saving Colin. I think if you had to give the defensive game ball to someone, you you might give it to Colin this week over over Leo Chanel just because these turnovers really, really, really swing the game, honestly. But, yeah, this Badgers team, they're clicking. You know, they're clicking. It was adversity this week, but we came out on top – we go up against Minnesota this coming week. Hold on. Go I want to spend I want to talk a little bit more about this game, Cage. I mean, Nebraska people see 35-28 win. Nebraska's 3 and 8, 1 and 7 in the conference. They might think that's not that impressive. But Nebraska actually, when we look through the schedule, they had given every good team a run for their money. Ohio State yeah, uh, they have. You know, you name it. They've had a really tough schedule this year, and they've played every team tough. And I thought Adrian Martinez, the quarterback, looked really good for Nebraska. He was a formidable quarterback. He finished with uh, 351 yards. He had one touchdown, those two picks, they both wilder. Um, but he had a 91.2 QBR, which I would have to say is higher than any QBR Mertz has had this season. I'd have to double check that. But he, I mean, he was hitting passes. He was he's he giving us trouble. Receivers. Giving Nebraska us finished trouble. with two receivers over 100 yards and seven catches each. He was giving us trouble. Um, and early attacking Fayon Hicks with the deep ball, attacking, um, really attacking the secondary. If it wasn't for Wilder's two interceptions, like you mentioned, I mean, Badgers may not have had the chance to uh, 
to really win this game. And luckily, that's what Nebraska has done. They've kind of just found ways is, ways to lose. Or you could say the other teams have found ways to win against them. But Wisconsin survived. That's kind of my main takeaway. Braylon Allen, he's here. He's a star. He's blowing up. This is like when the guy, you know, the musician you, you like that you saw maybe five, six weeks ago, he's gone mainstream. <laughs> Braylon Allen. Braylon Allen's he, officially gone mainstream. You he's, know, gone he's gone mainstream. The, yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, Braylon Allen is, is as much of a Wisconsin back as anyone. So, so that's, it's really cool. You know, I, I, my main takeaway is yeah, depends. maybe they, the Badgers did over all it out, uh, heading into this game, how Nebraska, like you mentioned, what team fits in their, in their, uh, losses this year, the whole story. And you saw the same thing again, they came into a road, uh, environment against a top rank, you know, a top 15, top 20 team, Wisconsin, and really gave them nearly all they could handle. So I just have a lot of respect for Nebraska programs from decades past that other times, but is rich, rich, rich in tradition. It's honestly a, a tremendous community that supports the community to benefit from the football and vice versa. So I'll always have respect for Nebraska. Um, you know, we've owned them since they came into the big. T- and honestly, you know, we did benefit from a call. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the, the bottom line is zero turnovers. That is. Yeah, you know, and and, and really it wasn't the prettiest game uh, at this film before going up against Ohio State and game because they run a spread offense I mean all year even against Notre Dame even against Michigan even against Penn State like sorry the the, the Badgers offense turned the ball over many 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 times in those games fours in those games and tell the whole story uh ultimately this was a trap game that we nearly uh tripped up on we did not and now we head into a showdown against Minnesota, who has the fourth-ranked defense, by the way. So this should be an interesting defensive showdown. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see We'll see how the batteries go up against this very, very, very stout Minnesota defense in the colder weather. So that's one thing I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Will Braylon Allen punish these Minnesota defenders just like he's been doing every other week? Or will give Braylon Allen some trouble? Well, if you look at the Big Ten schedule, uh, you know, standings right now, Wisconsin sits atop the West, six and two uh, in the conference. Iowa is also six and two in the conference, but Wisconsin owns that tiebreaker. Purdue right behind them at five and three in Minnesota, right behind uh, us at five and three. So this is going to be a huge game for ramifications of the West side of the Big Ten on the other side. It's the famed Ohio State-Michigan matchup, so who knows who's going to come out of that, the winner. Number four versus number six, Ohio State looked really good, kind of did what you said to Michigan State that we thought was going to happen, exposed them as frauds. Michigan State was a fraudulent team. They had the worst defense mm-hmm. in the Big Ten going into that Ohio State matchup, and they got spanked by the big boys, and that's really that all that matters. Um, they're now six and two in that conference. So really, it's going to come down to Michigan or Ohio State on the East. But this is the week, KJ, where the Big Ten championship is going to be decided. And I just want to kick the question to you. Which two teams do you think will be in it? 
I think it's going to be Ohio State and Wisconsin. I really don't see Michigan beating Ohio State. You know, I think they are still pretending. I don't know. You know, maybe that's just me needing them to prove it to us, but Ohio State went in and wrecked Michigan State. Like, Michigan State, they had a solid year last year and a COVID-shortened year, and then they start out hot this year and decide it's a decent idea to to announce a ninety five million dollar deal, which would make I mean, you know. Let, let's let's just take this into consideration real quick. John Gruden got ten years, a hundred million dollars in a record, 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 record setting so absurd. NFL <laughs> deal that was very much made to make the the Los Angeles Raiders, or sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders, in their move from Oakland, in their move to a new shiny stadium. You know, in their revitalizing the the franchise that's been down for so long, like that move was ju- just as much about optics as it was about you know Gruden uh, issues aside, being Qualified. a knowledgeable football mind. Exactly, and like here we go, we have we have a Michigan State coach is doing a great job, but ninety five million dollars to get your ass kicked like that, like I'm sorry, that's kind of. That'll maybe jump in the gun a little bit. $95 million. Look, I understand a contract extension, but $95 million, I mean, like, that is a questionable use of funds. That's a questionable use of funds. And if my team just got beat like that, I wouldn't be in a rush to extend anybody with that kind of money. You know, so, so, so I just want to touch on that. I mean, look, Michigan State, like you said, they're pretenders. You know, they are not going to be playing in the Big Ten Championship game like usual. They haven't been good in a decade, you know, since Kirk Cousins was there. Look what Kirk Cousins is doing now. He's still making moves in the NFL. They had a great quarterback. You know, they had a Michigan State had a solid year this year. They beat Michigan in a rivalry game. Like, hey, the batters have beaten Michigan. We almost beat them this year. Like, if the wheels didn't fall off, like, we've beaten them in years past. We've beaten Michigan State in years past, but it's like, I just don't understand all this Michigan State hype. Michigan State hype. I think it is a lot of that. I think it's hype. And, uh, you know, honestly, Ohio State's a real one. They're a contender. I would say Michigan is a program that is, you know, if they only have one loss, you got to respect it. The Badgers, this is more of them falling in line with what they do every year, and that's make it to the Big Ten Championship game. So I think it's going to be a Wisconsin-Ohio State game. I'd be shocked, shocked. If Michigan beats Ohio State, I just don't see it happening. I just don't see it happening. I think it's going to be Michigan-Ohio State, and I think, you know, Ohio State's defense is vulnerable this year. So it's like, yes, Ohio State's going to be the favorite. Let's not mince words. Of course they're going to be the favorite, no matter who they play. You know, maybe Michigan will win. They'll be the favorite, too. But it's like, Wisconsin... Don't sleep. Don't sleep on Wisconsin. Ohio State is the favorite until they get beat. Exactly. off as exactly. Big Ten champions. And I would say, you know, there's a chance Michigan can do it. Uh, they they don't have, you know, they've never, I mean, this is as good as chances you'll get is to, uh, you know, one play all game like this in the regular season uh, against Ohio State where anything can happen. But let's assume, say, Ohio State is in the Big Ten championship. The Badgers still have to go through a Minnesota team cage that was looking as almost the Big Ten West favorites earlier in the season before they've kind of, you know, stumbled their way back to seven and four. One thing to note is that they are very good on at home uh, or uh, on the road. 
Minnesota's very good on the road. They're good four on the road. and one on the road. And they're three and three at home. So Wisconsin is actually three and zero on the road and five and two at home, which plays into plays into this matchup. Uh, and and I think Minnesota, if they beat the Badgers, they stand zero chance against either Michigan or uh, Ohio State. And I think Wisconsin actually stands a chance against both teams right now, hosting uh, as they have a, a long win streak going. Um, KG, do you have any concerns about the Badgers playing on the road at TCF Bank Stadium? Um, and with those records, you know, Minnesota 3-3 three and three at home, Badgers 3-0 and on the road. Are you worried about it well, being a road match? You know what, the Badgers, they win this game, all is good, right? Like, we know we can win this game. We have the axe. You know, I, I just think back to uh, two years ago when Caesar made those incredible uh, pass deflections that really saved that game for the Badgers. And... You know, if we win this game, if Grammar take care of business, all is going to be right. But if we lose this game, sorry, if we lose this game, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's hard not to envision that happening. Like, okay, we kind of stumbled into the end. We're going to get a meet. We're not going to be able to play in the championship. We're going to get a mediocre bowl. And it's going to be like, okay, well, Braylon Allen was a bright spot. The defense played amazing. But like, is this program going to be able to take the next step? However, if the Badgers win this game, you know, nine and three, arguably the toughest schedule in the entire country, you know, of any team in the entire country. Uh, you know, honestly, it gives you hope. It gives you optimism because even if the Badgers get their, you know, make it to the Big Ten championship game and say they do lose to an Ohio State. Well, if you look at the Badgers four losses, if that were the case, Penn State, NFL Factory, Michigan. NFL Factory, Notre Dame, NFL Factory, Ohio State, NFL Factory. What does that mean? What do I take away from that? I think when we go into our bowl game, we're going to be ready to hit to play. You know, I, I don't think it's any coincidence the Badgers have won a lot of games after having that incredibly tough four-game stretch to start the season because their barometer of competition was set so high. You know, they went into their next games like Central Michigan, or sorry, Eastern Michigan, and they mopped them just because there's a drop-off. You know, they, they go through the normal Big Ten. They beat teams like Iowa. You know, they, they win these games because there was naturally a talent discrepancy. Well, and here's so, the, the yeah, thing about the, the Minnesota offense is they actually don't have really anyone that jumps off the sheet. They don't have a Braylon Allen. Their leading running back has 625 yards. That's Kai Thomas. Tanner Morgan, their quarterback, he's got nine touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's got a 59 completion percentage. And only 1,700 yards on the year. Nothing special there. Their receivers, their leading receiver, Chris Autumn Bell, has 453 receiving yards. So there's nothing special there in offense. And their kicker is actually 13 of 20 on the year. So they've got a lot of holes putting up points. You mentioned the fourth overall defense, KJ. But they have really only played one tough team all year. You could argue uh, Iowa. I mean, it depends if you believe Iowa is, in fact, as legitimate as their ranking and record. I think uh, they're a good program. But outside of that, Minnesota played Ohio State week one, September 3rd, lost 45-31. And they've played Iowa, their, their second-ranked opponent, uh, on November 13th, in which they lost to Iowa 27-22. So they were in both of those games 
but they they lack that big quality win almost um and because of that it's hard to really take them seriously uh in a way where i think that they would be the favorites in any way over wisconsin you you don't think that uh if Wisconsin takes care of business, that they'll somehow still lose to this Minnesota team, do you? No. If Wisconsin takes care of business, you know, I expect the defense to get a turnover. I expect Braylon Allen to feast in the cold weather. I expect Graham Mertz to hit Ferguson in stride and even hit his other receivers, DK, Kendrick Pryor, Danny Davis as well. You know, Mertz has been taking some baby steps, and I want to give him credit for you know, honestly, managing these games effectively. You know, he hasn't been perfect. He hasn't been exceptional. He hasn't lived up to his lofty status, but He's won us some games. You know, he's helped us navigate this adversity-filled season and into a something that, you know, we can build upon. And I only hope that uh, as the default leader, you know, you as if you're the quarterback, you are the leader. Um, you know, you can just continue this, uh, win this game, and then get us into the Big Ten championship game because that's where Wisconsin belongs. You can't overlook Minnesota. It's a rivalry game. They did beat us. They did take back the axe a couple years ago. Thankfully, we got it back. But, man, would that just be a catastrophic way to end a season if the Badgers lost this game. So I think uh, the team seems focused, you know, based on what we've heard. Everyone's focused. Everyone's just hungry to keep this success going. Everyone got a nice wake-up call this week. Um, You know, the film session should be interesting. Jim Leonard kind of picking apart what went right, what went wrong. Hopefully, Paul Chris does the same. But, yeah, no, I expect the Badgers to win. I'm going to say my prediction is going to be something like 24 to 10. I think the Badgers are going to win 24 to 10 in Minnesota. How about you, Alex? My prediction is 31-17 Badgers. And I believe the key is just going to be Braylon Allen. There's no sign, Badgers fans, that this momentum is slowing anytime soon. This guy is getting stronger each week. It's like each week. You don't know if Braylon Allen could put up better numbers in the week he put up last week. He goes for over 200 yards and three touchdowns, gets the Jonathan Taylor shout out. It's kind of like you said, Cage, raise the bar. Raise, raise the, bar. the bar. And as long as he is healthy and he's running downhill, I, I think the Badgers will roll on that Minnesota team. Um, I don't think it's going to be as low scoring as I would have before the Nebraska game. I think something with the cold and in Minnesota kind of leads to a few a few touchdowns, you know, some passing touchdowns. Um, I could be wrong on that, but we'll, we'll see what happens. What is your prediction, Badgers fans? Make sure to let us know on Ike Badgers. We really appreciate everyone interacting on the Twitter account. We just wrapped up season two of our Badgers and Friends series, which is where we interview 12 players over 12 weeks on the team. It wrapped up with Logan Brown. Great last interview. week wednesday so make sure you go back and you know stream some of those episodes if you want to learn more about some of the players uh we've had a lot of guys on there dick herbig braylon allen you name them. Keanu benton uh, fan about caesar williams jack sanborn john chanel logan bruss you know just like the list goes on and on and on a uh, ton of respect for all these guys just putting in work putting their heads down and, and really writing the ship after that early adversity i can't say that enough um Quick good Badgers, bad Badgers, and then, and then we'll maybe uh, tell them what we have coming up this week. Yep, sure. I think uh, when we're looking at the good Badgers, you mentioned how Merch was kind of starting to manage manage games better. Yeah. And and I did I did really like that. I think uh, Merch is kind of quietly, you know, he's kind of done what he's needed to do. But my good Badgers this week is actually Jake Ferguson. And I think his emergence 
has just helped Mertz. Like Mert, it's not like Ferguson was ever gone. It's almost like Mertz forgot how good Ferguson was and how useful he can be because he finished with eight catches for 92 yards and a 35 yard long. And it kind of just shows like, Hey, if you have a good tight end, that opens up the field in many ways. Uh, It opens up, you know, for long passes to Kendrick Pryor, who had a 28 yard long, he had a touchdown. And I, and I just think Jake Ferguson is that step into opening up the passing game. You have to open it up somehow each week. Uh, either it's Danny Davis, Pryor, or Ferguson. But Ferguson's your best shot. He's he's talented. He's going to be an NFL player. And so find ways to get him the football. KJ, do you have a good Badgers? Good Badgers? Man, I just want to shout out the safeties. You know, I know we, we love the cornerback group. We love the secondary. We love the linebackers. We love the defense in general. Honestly, we love this entire Wisconsin program. But really... <laughs> the safeties in general, whether it's Colin Wilder making making big time plays, passionately leading this team during the adversity, you know, with his thing is is uh, saying saying, hey, don't forget about how this feels. You know, make sure you never feel this again. Scott Nelson just kind of doing everything out there. Torchio really just you know making an impact. I just want to give those guys some love, you know, and. Uh, I think, yeah, you know, both the safeties this year are seniors, so we got a little glimpse of the future as well. I want to show them some love. Alex, how about the bad Badgers this week? Anything uh, that's particularly stood out for you that, you know, keeping an objective we could get better at? Bad Badgers, the deep ball. I think Nebraska kind of found something out as, hey, if they can stretch the field against this Wisconsin team, then it opens things up in the offense underneath, and they they attacked Fayon. I was surprised by that because typically – I think you see more conservative offense out of teams when they play the Badgers because they know they heard about the defense. They heard about Jim Leonard. They know about this team. And I thought Nebraska was fearless. I thought they attacked right away. And maybe that's because of the experience of Adrian Martinez, who had played in 38 college games before uh, the Badgers. He's in 39 games now, so he started a lot of them. But at the same time, Ohio State's going to do the same. They've got two receivers projected to be in the first round. So I I expect, uh, you know, the Badgers have to look into how they can sure up those those areas where Nebraska was able to get free deep um, because you can't let that happen against Ohio State. You can't let them score quickly. Wisconsin feasts on teams that kind of slow down the game, slow it down, let the Badgers use their great linebackers, uh, to their strengths. So, KJ, how about you? Any bad Badgers going off of that? You know, my bad Badgers, it's tricky, so this isn't really terribly bad Badgers, but just like, you know, the way we defended the option, uh, we're caught in no man's land quite a bit, and I think that that's one thing that Leonard is going to dissect on film this week and just make sure we're prepared for going up against teams, honestly, as we go forward. Um, that's some, That was honestly the first time all year the defense truly looked a little vulnerable, and it was bound to happen at some point, right? These guys are only human, and everybody, you know, makes mistakes. Everybody has great games, bad games, a little bit of in between. Uh, but the defense was a little, you know, on their heels this game. So that's that's my bad Badgers. Um, and before we wrap up, I just want to let everyone know that we are about to kick off the Ike Toy Drive this Friday. The Ike Community Toy Drive for Children's Hospital. It's for the kids. And, you know, in light of everything that just happened in our hometown 
we're more determined than ever to really make it special this year, Badgers fans. If you want to give this holiday season, please reach out to us. Year one, we started with two Barbies in a box. We ended up setting a goal to fill up 10 boxes. We didn't know how much we were going to get. We ended up filling up an entire pickup truck in 16 boxes. There's a video on YouTube. All you have to do is search in Welcome to Ike Community Toy Drive. And then year two, you know, it was it was the pandemic last year, and no one was we really just hoping for anything. the best. <laughs> and we set a goal to, to fill up a fire truck. Well, we ended up quadrupling the toy drive in size, and we ended up delivering over two fire trucks with the toys of the kids in Children's Hospital. And this year, you know, we're determined to do it again just because we get so much joy out of giving back. This is one of the ways we love to give back. Uh, but honestly, that those events that just hit our hometown of Waukesha, Wisconsin, it's really just put us on a mission to make the toy drive the best it can possibly be. And if you're a Badgers fan listening to this out there and you want to help out, uh, please send us a DM. You know, please get in touch with us. Anything is better than nothing. Uh, we're going to be posting some more details soon, so keep your eyes out. But I just want everyone to know that is kicking off Friday, this Friday. What is that, Alex? November 26th? Yep. Friday, November 26th, day after Thanksgiving. the day after Thanksgiving, the toy drive is kicking off the third annual iCommunity toy drive. Let's make it special, Badgers fans. Alex, those are my final thoughts. Take us home. Yep. Thank you, KJ. Thank you, Badgers fans, for tuning in. Again, if you want to get involved in the toy drive by making a donation, just send us a DM on Twitter to Ike underscore Badgers. You can also send us an email to welcome to Ike at gmail.com. Those are great ways to get involved. We also appreciate you checking in on the Twitter with us. The Ike Badgers engagement has been really good. A lot of exciting things, not only in college football, but Jonathan Taylor, my goodness, going crazy in the NFL. Badger basketball coming back. Badger basketball coming back. There's a lot of reasons to be excited about this team and this uh, this university. So things are turning. Turned around their seven-game winning streak. Just have to take care of Minnesota, and we look forward to enjoying that game. Thank you for hanging with us through the Badgers and Friends series and for tuning in every week, Badgers fans. We appreciate you, and until next time, on Wisconsin. On Wisconsin forever.